Oh, yes, Sammy. Here we go. Again. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I'll include this part. We just recorded, luckily, five minutes. Only five minutes of greatness gold. Greatness. Lisa. Never again. That's okay. Um, It'll go down. Hola, us. hola, chicas, políticas, <laughs> chicos, they, them. How's it going? It is a gloomy day here in San Luis Obispo, but it's been quite, quite a really intense time. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I think it's just because of the day that we're in. Actually, I was looking at, you might have heard this before. <laughs> <You're saying laughs> but I was, I heard that today, August 24th, when we're recording this, is the day that most people take the day off wow. in the U.S. Crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Probably because summer is ending. Some kids are going to like school already. So yeah. parents are like, you know what? I'm just going to take <laughs> a nap today. A personal day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And so it's it, it's really tough out there. And so if you're feeling that low, that heaviness, it's not just you. It's m a lot of Americans with yeah. you. Um, so it's not you. It's a, it's, it's a system problem. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How, How are, are you, you feeling? Ah. <laughs> Jinx. Jinx. Um, I'm doing good. I think it's just been a lot going on. Yeah. Just with like community organizing and... You've been traveling. Traveling, having fun and yeah. still trying not to... Like turning it off but not turning it completely off. Yeah. Um, and just systemic oppression is real. <laughs> like it's real. There's a lot of big giants and... Huge... There's a lot of big um, battles going yeah. on right now. Left and right. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think like nationally, locally, you know, like yeah. the social issues of Slow County. Yeah. I mean, nationally, we saw the news, too, of this business owner that had a LGBTQ flag outside their, outside their business, and then they got shot, and they passed. Man. Yeah. Um, so hateful actions are still there. We haven't talked to our listeners about the white pride banners on the freeways here in Slow County. That's a huge topic that too. Consistently have been showing up. Yeah, people supposedly. I, well, we know some people are from outside the county mm. that are coming all the way from um, the valley. I'm not gonna mention the city because. I don't want to generalize, mm -hmm. you know, but... Good call. Yeah, but there's people from outside the county that are coming here to, or coastal county, and they're just using our freeways to share mm -hmm. their hateful message of white pride and white supremacy and, and sharing flyers to recruit people to join their white supremacist group. That's happening today. Like, not today, but nowadays. Well, yeah, it's crazy. It's probably happening today. It might be happening somewhere today, yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things, too, Rita, where it's just, I think we're living in really interesting times in our country yeah. that when we look at history, there's always been white supremacy. There's always yeah. been issues of racism yep. and things like that. But I think, like... Literally you know, how the, the country was born. Yeah. And, and, that's, and I think that's one... There's, there's different ways to approach and recognize... And so, like, growing up as a child, I remember sitting in, in history class learning about the civil rights movement, learning mm -hmm. about really key 
events of of hate from the KKK mm. and sitting in a desk and saying, wow, I wonder what it would be like to be in that time. I wonder what mm. I would be doing. I wonder what, what it would feel like. Well, now fast forward to like 2020 till 2023, it's very real in your face. We're living it. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of those things like that, that when we talk about white yeah. supremacy and events such as these folks on our bridges it is it definitely puts groups of people to feel unsafe to feel they are being their their livelihood their lives are literally being challenged and that's what's heartbreaking in all of this yeah and i think we can connect it that i really do feel we are still seeing the backlash of trump's america yeah we're still seeing it and you know i think after George Floyd murder, there was a big mm. wave on recognition of the things that we need to work on. You know, that's where the DEI, um, the diversity, equity, inclusion words came up to be way more popular. Uh, but, you know, with that response, which has slowed down, we are hearing about less funding left and right too for these initiatives. but. As a response to that wave, there has been a reaction from white supremacist groups to, yes, follow Trump's message and, you know, the, all of those uh, dog whistles. Um, but now it's it's recruiting more people and it, it's just starting to grow. So like you like you said, like rather than thinking, what would I have done if I was like in the early days of the Nazi movement, like this could be it if we don't take action, we don't come together. So our hearts are with the Jewish community who are obviously being targeted, uh, but also any community of color who Mm -hmm. is being targeted by this white supremacist mentality and to our LGBTQIA friends who have been also targeted Mm -hmm. by this movement, yeah. I think it's also important to recognize that our queer community, as well as Jewish community, as well as people of color, they have been constantly targeted. Yeah. Right? Like, this isn't, we're seeing public displays Mm -hmm. of bold behavior, but we have seen multiple experiences, whether that is happening at your place of work, Mm -hmm. whether it's happening when you use your voice as a message, Mm -hmm. whether it's you um, navigating the school system as a student, so (laughs) trying to buy a house, all of these things, right, that we we need to forget, we need to remind ourselves that... Owning a business, mm -hmm. like anything, Mm -hmm. living, breathing. Yeah, just existing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, definitely tough, and so if you're absorbing all of that and feeling heavy, it's not you, it's like, it's a lot going on, and these are systemic issues that we just have to work on as a community coming together, so find your support group. If you don't have one, start one. Shout mm-hmm. out to Courtney Hill, who started uh, Race Matters, um, an organization here, a nonprofit here in, in San Luis Obispo County, and she started it by just standing in a corner with a sign that said Black Lives Matter and by herself. And how long ago was this? Because this was a while back. A while back. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't 2020. No, it was like a was while back. And I think that's, that's what we have to recognize that. Yeah. We've had community struggling for a while. We've yeah. had community uh, drowning yeah. and trying to tread water for a long time. Yeah. And so 
you know, when we, like what Rita's touching on, that we're seeing less funding for DEI uh, training, support, or yeah. education, we need to make sure that we're doing the avenues, especially as white allies, right? Yeah. Like one, I think white allies play such an important role. Yeah. Uh, an opportunity to really be a bridge and really yeah. navigate conversations. Yeah. And I know like even for me, I've had to learn, like, what does that term even mean? Like, yeah, let's is, talk about that. Who is a white ally? Like, what what is this? Like, what yeah. does this even mean? Yeah. So I guess we thought for you, what is a white ally? How would you define it? A white ally? Um, I actually have met someone recently who so far has shown me to be an amazing white ally. Um, and I've seen this person making space mm -hmm. for others yeah. where if there are communities of color talking about how they feel targeted, this person sits back and listens. Um, this, also, this person also has experience working with their um, own disabilities. Mm -hmm. So there is definitely uh, a knowledge, right, that mm -hmm. this person has taken the time to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess a white ally is someone that not only makes space and realizes when it's time to speak and when it's time to listen, um, takes priority on listening and understanding um, and informs themselves before mm. joining in a space. Because I actually have met also in the last couple of months someone that came to me at uh, saying that they were an ally and they were interested in, in, you know, helping. I couldn't get a word in the conversation. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yikes. And so it's just a sign of, I don't know. You know, like, I get excitement is one thing, but you should be ready to take good pauses and listen, <laughs> and listen because the need is great and we need everyone but our energy is limited as mm -hmm. a lot of times you know like people like us people of color that are doing the work so mm -hmm. um i think those are two big ones do like being informed and understand that it's not about a checklist and that we're always going to be you know continue continuously learning uh, but yeah someone that can really take the time to listen yeah and acknowledge their own privilege right because I work with a lot of white women who obviously have felt discrimination for being a woman mm -hmm. but they don't realize that their whiteness gives mm -hmm. them so much privilege and mm -hmm. so we can't talk about feminism or we can't talk mm -hmm. about female issues without acknowledging mm -hmm. those, you know, someone that comes from a, a more privileged mm -hmm. um, income-wise situation than mm -hmm. someone who has to work three jobs a week, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so it's like really recognizing all your, lev all your levels of, of privilege. I try to recognize my, uh, I'm, I have built connections that serve me really well, and that mm -hmm. is privilege. It yeah. doesn't matter how much it cost me, yeah. doesn't matter how long <laughs> it took me, I now hold that privilege, yeah. right? I speak English. Mm -hmm. It's not 
it's not that it didn't take me time mm -hmm. to learn it. It's not, mm -hmm. you know. I think it's also but it is privilege. But I, I think it's also important to note, though, too, Rita, because I think I, I and I've caught myself and I'm having like an epiphany moment as I'm hearing you speak. <laughs> the the acknowledgement as even for myself or Rita that we walk with our own privilege yeah. into spaces. But I think it's also to recognize that even in that privilege, it's still not the same as white privilege. Right. No. So it's not. It's not like like it's it's not also saying like Rita is not going to face challenges when she yeah. speaks. Rita's message yeah. is not going to be challenged. Rita's yeah. work is not going to be met with yeah. uh, resistance. Right. Yeah. So I think it, it is it is crucial to recognize that there are some there are there are places of privilege, but that is not to say that it's going to make our work even easier I think maybe sometimes it gets yeah like maybe from like the perspective of like uh, if you make it about a resume yeah like you may have the skill sets to say yeah. okay I speak English I can navigate mm. you know WordPress mm -hmm. um, do all these things mm. but but then you're still gonna be in positions of feeling like you oh, know yeah. saying oh Rita's difficult to work with yeah oh, Rita's oh, yeah. being assertive yeah, Rita, yeah Rita's such a bully yeah, Rita, yeah, yeah Rita's always trying to make this about race yeah she's always she's always um dismissive yeah yeah of, no that's for other sure people, you yeah. know because you know I and I've seen it in my line of work where I may have the same message as um, a, a, a white person, <laughs> but because it's coming from a Latina, mm -hmm. um, and, and the crazy part is I may have been worked on an issue for, for months, if not years, and mm -hmm. then here comes someone swooping in with a cape and everything, yeah. and then it's a different approach. Right? Regurgitating what you have been saying for years. Right, so yeah. it's, it's one of those things where when I hear you speak about allyship, I'm hearing being a listener, I yeah. think being a compassionate listener, yeah. because there's been times I know where I've um, I've had to have that emotional support, yeah. where it's like I get shot down. Mm. Well, that's how I feel. Okay, mm -hmm. that's how I receive it. Mm -hmm. Is that I get shot down by, oh, but that's not what they meant. Oh, mm. but they they have a good heart. Oh, but you know, um, I, I'm, they have good intentions, mm. you know. Um, but and the and I think we often make excuses for people. Mm -hmm. Where I think it, we're in twenty twenty three, where we're being pushed to learn mm -hmm. and look within. That mm -hmm. if I'm talking about, like, let's say for example, Latino issues, Latinx issues that I, I come in with a lived experience yeah. that I don't need a white man to correct me on that, yeah. which I've literally have had, um, yeah. and trying to correct me on my usage of words and the the, the Latinx experience. And yeah. so it's it's one of those things where I know that like even for me too, Rita, I've had to learn how to leverage white allyship because there are some perks when yeah. you have a great ally. Yeah. Um, one of those is if I already know that I'm going to be met with resistance, mm -hmm. then instead of me sending that email, I have my one of my favorite people send the email. Mm -hmm. If I am being challenged with, like, let's say, a certain department, mm -hmm. then I tell them to step in. Mm -hmm. Like, there's things that I don't need to handle mm -hmm. that the ally will go ahead and take mm -hmm. over. When it comes to the lived experience mm -hmm. or issues, for example, with Latinx issues, obviously that's that's me. That's, mm -hmm. that's soy esa persona. Mm -hmm. um, but also recognizing even for myself that 
if it's, for example, a, a queer issue, because I don't identify mm-hmm. as a queer woman, I'm mm-hmm. not a queer person, mm-hmm. even though I may be Latina, maybe there are some Latina queer issues, mm-hmm. um, I need to sit down. I need yeah. to sit that one out yeah. and empower someone who is yeah. Latinx, Latine, to that is their realm, yeah. that is their moment. Yeah. And it's a lot of recognition of what you were saying mm-hmm. to take those long pauses and and recognize if no one feels safe to speak, then maybe as an ally, wonder or check in with that person, hey, should I, should I talk or do you wanna talk? How mm-hmm. can I support you? And I mm-hmm. think that's another component too where it's kind of missing. Yeah. The, the asking of the question yeah. of how can I support you? Yeah. How can I free up your load? Yeah. What are those things that you're challenged with that yeah. I can do so that your message can be carried on and heard? Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of times that if you're listening and you're a white ally that you ask that question and you get nothing mm-hmm. because I myself am really bad at putting into words the type of help that I need across the board. Wouldn't you say that is cultural, though, too, Rita? Because I, I have that same I've, issue. We might just be finding out. And right I've asked myself that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, why am I this way? And part of it is, like, I know for me, uh-huh. and I want to hear from you, mm-hmm. uh, but for me is, like, I know in the past I've relied on people, mm-hmm. and they just, like, do a no-show or they're not reliable. So like that's one. Number two, I think it's a cultural thing too though. As Latina women, we're always kind of expected to figure it out, to carry it out, to from start to finish, just do it, you know? No questions asked, just you gotta handle it. Maybe this is really saving saving me time from, saving me money from therapy right now. Because I look at my mother and I look uh-huh. at the things that she's done You're in her so life. Right. Yeah. And I've never really, like, especially as an immigrant, mm-hmm. like, she didn't have help raising my sister and I. Yeah. Like, she was going to her full time job. There was a time she had a second job. She was making us home cooked meals. Mm. So, you think, like, the expectation was set to us, even though no one really told us to. <gasps> Epiphany, epiphany. <laughs> you just said about the excellence that you've yeah. been, well, I think that we lost that We recording. lost that but, recording. But, but Rita was talking about <laughs> operating from a space of excellence. So go into that. Fill, fill us in on that. Yeah, so I've had, I've had another epiphany. <laughs> this is like the epiphany week. <laughs> so if you and your life are looking for epiphany, find us. Yes. Let's talk. But uh, no, yeah, I was telling you earlier that I am done trying to reach excellence. Like I am actually rejecting the concept of excellence. I of course knew that perfection was not achievable, but I don't even want to be like the best or like excellent at anything. I don't, I don't. Like I am telling myself and I told myself privately this week that I, am good and I've done enough and I am good at the work that I do and if it gets better hey it gets better but I am not gonna push myself into this obsession of becoming excellent or so at something because that's not what the human experience should be like the Mm -hmm. human experience should be about peace about enjoyment Mm -hmm. about 
nourishing yourself and so being that's joyful. what yeah being joyful joy and so this is what that's what I'm going to be choosing because I've seen that excellence a lot of times comes with stress comes with uh, losing sleep losing sleep with unrealistic expectations mm -hmm. of how you need to bend yourself over to get mm -hmm. something done and even when you do get that done and when you win and when it's mm -hmm. objectively obvious to everyone no one can deny that you <laughs> killed it you don't celebrate it no, right because, because you're you are onto the next onto thing, the next thing. and next that project? is that will kill you if mm -hmm. it doesn't kill you if you will die and not achieve that point of excellence mm -hmm. you know so i'm rejecting that concept personally and i'm that's gonna so be okay powerful. with being good that's so powerful yeah. rita because especially like as women as women of color yeah. as community organizers leaders um and, and part of it it's like it comes from ourselves but mm -hmm. also kind of like people that are depending on us and yes. also wanting to make people proud yeah and wanting to do good work and even and supporters that are just there cheering you on they're mm -hmm. like they're like go girl girl and i'm like no <laughs> no going no more go girl i have been there it's like forrest gump the yeah. scene where he's like running and <laughs> yeah. he like gets his momentum and like everyone's like yeah. following and they think he's so great yeah and all of a sudden he just stops I, I've stopped. Stops. It starts walking. And then everyone's kind of looking at each I'm not walking. Other. I'm staying here. Yeah. <laughs> That's being very clear, which I love. Being very clear. Yeah. And I think that's another point, too. I might go back, actually. <laughs> well, rest, rest of it. I'm not moving the, forward. The, um, I think that's another great, great point, Rita, is when, when people of color set clear boundaries yeah. or are very clear boundaries. as to... Because I mean, I'm... I mean, I'm getting a very clear message yeah. from you yeah which means that I need to listen mm. and take into account what I'm hearing which either if I am not clear on those boundaries and standards mm. that you're setting then I need to ask questions mm -hmm. and if I'm asking for clarification then I need to respect yeah. what you are saying because yeah. I think that's you're being a good ally Rita Ally. We're doing a, uh, a, a, a teachable moment here, <laughs> um, which I often also find with, with, with sometimes people that are just not respectful of boundaries. Yeah, you got it. You got to learn. You got to learn. Yeah. 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 That one's a tough one because learning from people that don't respect your boundaries, it's a tough call. For you to make especially in the instant mm -hmm. like how do i react to this and i was telling you the other day about someone that it's pushing me to my limits one day <laughs> it's like i don't feel like this with anyone but i know someone that's like are you like a volcano because i'm that a way volcano? where i'm i'm very patient, i am not i'm not very very patient mm -hmm. like if you if you see me like mm -hmm. rip someone a new one uh -huh. it's like it didn't, it didn't, like not it, didn't start it wasn't an isolated <laughs> incident no it was like months <laughs> years of like being patient where oh, i'm like i'm, I'm just done just like I, well, at least I haven't seen it myself for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm always, like, if you ask someone, they'll be like, oh, they're, she's just like, she just like, will, like, kill them with, 
with compassion type, kill them with <laughs> kindness type of person. Like I feel like I, I am like that, but this person, uh -oh. it's, um, and I love this person. That's yeah. the, like the thing that I, I think might be reacting this way, having this reaction because I love this person so much yeah. and I care for them and for what they do, but, mm -hmm. but dude, you're really pushing the limits <laughs> of me telling you, okay, you need to stop, sit down, you're, you just need to stop, like, let's just sip it, yeah. let's take a 15 minute si like, silence moment, because that's what <laughs> I need right now from you, like, it's yeah. gonna come to that, and I don't want to get to the, that point, but, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a white ally, sadly. And I think it is it is it is really interesting because I've had a lot of conversations with white women who mm. are passionate and mm -hmm. they care, and some some women have done this work for a long time. Yeah, like since the sixties, seventies. Yeah. Um, and what I come across too is there there is a group of women specifically because I often I'm in circles of women mm -hmm. um, women who don't want to get involved because they don't want to say the wrong thing mm -hmm. they don't I think it's almost like fear of cancel culture or fear of mm -hmm. of like not wanting to take up space mm -hmm. away from a person of color mm -hmm. so I think it is it is important that if you are listening to this and you consider yourself a white ally one of the biggest things you can do for people of color is show up yeah. and ask how can I help obviously yeah. what I'm hearing from Rita is she has a hard time um, communicating what does help look like how, yeah. how to show up for me and, and get help but I think ultimately like if you really don't know share that project that that person of color is working on yeah um, cheer them on yes. Honestly, like, there's never gonna be too much support yeah too much encouragement yeah um, like for example if you see them an association to an organization or nonprofit make a donation in their name yeah. and let them know obviously like let yeah. them know this is what I'm doing um, you know, someone did that for me when I got hired to the current job that I have. They donated awesome. to the nonprofit. They sent me an email. They, I don't know if they knew that I was going to get it, but they said, this is for Rita. Aww. And I, I still adore this person, <laughs> you know, because that, that is so, yeah. so thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, but even like a note of like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm so proud of you or I'm so happy to see you yeah. uh, in that position. That Those messages make or days and you are extremely good at doing that Yesenia I like supporting and like cheering thank and you 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 really make a point of saying you know mm -hmm. what I'm gonna I'm gonna support you and show up and cheer you on so thank you for S doing that support is so important Rita. yeah like that's that to me says everything yeah. because we're and it's and it's really interesting and in, and in having uh, a vulnerable moment it's like there's some days that are just really really hard or yeah. weeks that are really really hard or you know we get yeah. stuck in this idea that we have to be brave because people are depending on us the community is depending on us mm -hmm. and and then the, in this line of work of of having uncomfortable conversations yeah having talking about institutionalized racism yeah. oppression dismantling those systems right that yeah. were that are not for us this is crazy work, right? <laughs> like, you were doing this work for free for the longest time. I'm mm -hmm. thankful that you're getting paid for it mm -hmm. because it is important to get paid for this mm -hmm. because this becomes a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't really turn it off or on. Yeah. You know, because it's our identity. Like, yeah. that's, and maybe that's, like, the other component mm -hmm. as maybe for what the white allies that are listening to it. The difference, too, one of the big differences is, is 
Rita and I don't get to erase our dark skin yes. color. We don't get to erase our um, Latina features. Oh we don't get gosh. to erase, you know, the things that we, we carry with us as our identity that is rooted in our DNA mm-hmm. of being women of color, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, we don't, we don't get the vacation time to say, yeah. "Oh, today I don't want to be Latina." Yeah, we don't we don't clock <laughs> out of discrimination, right? Yeah. The, and oh my gosh, I love what you're saying because it is a lot about identity and how you. And this is what happened with a white ally that I mentioned um, that I met briefly was that. It, it seemed like to this person, it was about the cause, mm-hmm. and they were very passionate about the cause, mm-hmm. which I respect and I appreciate. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us don't get to, don't have the privilege of just being passionate about the cause and then turn it off mm-hmm. and walk away and do other things that are mm-hmm. non-related. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't work that way when you have your identity so linked to the cause that you are fighting for, mm-hmm. right? And when you are those, like your identity is the cause, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think for a while, I like to understand that, that it's like, okay, this is not just about a cause, this is mm-hmm. not just about an issue, this is mm-hmm. actually like people's lives. Yeah. This is Rita, this is Rita's dad, this is Rita's mom, this mm-hmm. is Rita's uh, kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Th- this is more mm-hmm. than just, um, than just like a concept. Yeah, and I think that's so powerful, and we go back to just listening, right? Mm-hmm. And the best way that we can show that we are listening is by applying what people are talking about, mm-hmm. um, whether that be saying, you know, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and I need help, yeah. or, you know, we have this event. Obviously, anytime someone's working on a project, it's very clear that we want to make sure the project is successful. So what does that mean? Yeah. Share share it on Facebook. Yeah. Send out an email to your girlfriend. Say, you know, there's a there's an upcoming event that like Rita's associated with. Let's yeah. buy a table and show up. You yeah. Know, because that gets you excited. You yeah. know, that shows your value of what you're yeah. doing. It might get me through that day. It might yeah. get me through that week. And we need to focus, I think, in all in all with everything going on in the world because there is a lot of I call it political fatigue. Yeah. Um, we need to really focus on the positives and focus on taking care, especially of people of color, because I also kind of notice that it's like a trend yeah. to be like, oh, white ally, BIPOC issues, yeah. DEI. Like yeah. we could all use those words mm-hmm. and make ourselves feel really good about ourselves mm-hmm. and get the button, get the t-shirt, mm-hmm. but it's only lip service and it's checking the checkbox if we're not actually taking these concepts and breaking them down, identifying them locally, and really recognizing what are those local issues that are happening. And like one of them is the lack of acknowledgement of the Latino community that has been speaking for close to four years, yeah. asking for translation specifically to the Pasarola School District. Yeah. So like we don't need another lessening session. We need you to follow the law. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible that, like you were saying earlier, that before we were recording that a lot of people just want to push us. I really love the way you put it, that they want to push us back to the uh, Cesar Chavez days, right? When we were like fighting uh, for very basic things and we have 
done, like we have come so far that why are we being pushed back to just mm -hmm. ask? Yeah, like doing a listening session for something that is so very basic, like mm -hmm. don't get rid of uh, a school that is for uh, the Hispanic community. Like what, what are we asking for here? It, it really and makes you angry. And it's really lip service to Rita because we've, that listening session, now we're kind of shifting gears. And yeah, and we'll do together. a full long episode yeah. on this probably. But like the reality is like, there have been other listening sessions mm -hmm. and that's where the, 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 the reality of systemic oppression is, is that you make us jump through these hurdles, yeah. believing that we're working together in collaboration mm -hmm. in a safe space to be heard, that we're mm. partners walking into a room, preparing ourselves to yeah. offer solutions and collaborate. And then what happens to those, those yeah. pre the prepared notes? What happens to the, the comments? What yeah. happens when the Latino community shows up? That listening session that recently happened was not the first. Mm. That has been many. I mean, this has been an issue of the last four years. Yeah. And so why why do we still have to give more grace? Why do we still have to be patient yeah. when Dolores Fuertes, Esa Chavez, and so yeah. many others have fought for us to have something like the Brown Act? Yeah. It, it, this isn't a let's let's get together and have a conversation no this is we need you to follow the law yeah uh, because don't take us back yeah. to, to to square one don't take yeah. us back to ground zero we're standing on the shoulders of greats mm -hmm. that if we're already hearing the latino community saying we don't feel heard we don't feel safe mm -hmm. we don't feel respected mm -hmm. asking them to once again subjectify themselves to be in that space mm -hmm. is not going to be productive if anything mm -hmm. and that's and that's what i recognize because i've been hearing all of these themes listening to people that we need to come to a space of recognition mm -hmm. and being truthful that if we have community members that don't feel heard and don't feel safe then it's not just about translations Clearly yeah. there are bigger issues here yeah. and what has been the pattern of behavior mm -hmm. for those people in power, those people that have the resources, those people that is their, whether they took an oath as a school board member, whether they um, are a paid administrator, mm -hmm. there has to be leadership. And if you don't know, mm -hmm. then reach out to those people in the community. The, the work that, that we've been doing, that I've seen that do, that I've seen myself do, it's always been community-based, mm -hmm. means which means we go to the community, meet them where they're at, listen to them, mm -hmm. and bring them with us, mm -hmm. bring them into safe spaces, knowing that they're encouraged, mm -hmm. that maybe this time they couldn't make it to the school board meeting, mm -hmm. but the next time you should go to it. And you know yeah. what, do you need a ride? I'll go pick you up. Yeah. Do, do you need help with your public comment? Um, animate, habla. And, and this is where we could use the allyship work, right? Of like that, like, I'll pick you up. I'll, uh, you, you can go to this one. I'll keep you informed on the next one. You mm -hmm. know, like just being patient, mm -hmm. but continue doing the work because you might get no's and people might not know how to, how to proceed at the time mm -hmm. that you're offering help. But just like, you know, pick up those clues from people yeah. little by little. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I think it's like a huge topic and, yeah. um, the Georgia Brown and the Paso Robles School District meeting, it's a long, we haven't told 
people listening that haven't been following this topic or that have been following this topic for a long time. Uh, but there's like so many things that have come up in the last couple of months. It's just incredible. Um, so we, I, th I feel like we owe a specific topic on just this. Yeah, and I'd love to get your insights. Um, there's some great momentum happening and yeah. I think we focus on the positives, we focus on the victories that Here's, here is a case study that is very real. A case study for sure. <laughs> that, what can go wrong <laughs> in a school district? Oh, man. But you just leave it at that, and then yeah. you show yeah. Paso Robles. Yeah, and, then, <laughs> and there's been some, some great wins. And I recently got an email from someone that um, is now moving on to other things. But, you know, they said, let recognize the fact that had it not been for the community and the community work Georgia Brown would have already been demolished by now yeah and the fact that we've bought time yeah. and we've we've woken people up to the issues because yeah. it's not just a school site it's systemic racism yeah. it's it's the lack of education equity mm -hmm. right it's it's the recognition of lack of trust mm -hmm. um, not having representation yeah. and is the audacity to think that no one will show up to push back on what you're doing oh my gosh you yes because I think this group of people when they first thought of closing down a school site I mean I think they thought oh we'll they, do they it cut co they cut corners they really yeah. thought no one was gonna yeah exactly what you yeah. just said no one I was going to pay no, attention no one has said anything <laughs> while the school is coming down in pieces they're not gonna care no now we care and now we're mad because yeah. you 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 thought we wouldn't really care but yeah there's a lot you you got us heated right now yes well i'm excited <laughs> we're gonna start recording more often for yes, you and we're back we're back we're yeah back. it feels good we're back yes there's so much I'm so happy that we can just start talking and then we get. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who has acknowledged our podcast, who yeah. like will share. Who has felt our absence. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, we just, I'm just so appreciative too of Chicas Politicas community. I hope we yeah. can do something in person yeah. and just like grab some like tacos or something and just yeah. celebrate because they just feel like once again, going back to like community, community, community. Yeah. 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 I love that. Okay. Well, see you all soon. Hopefully, we'll definitely be back recording and have a good weekend. Oh, and Trump might, we might get a mugshot <laughs> soon. So, hopefully, we can talk about that next. But one can only hope. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Bye.